Show me the magic. I've revealed all my life's deepest, darkest secrets on this podcast. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Well, we used to go to the Bistro 422, Dance Cave, uh, Sneaky Ease, Rancho Relaxo, uh, Chorus the Bovine Sex Club was on the list. You know what I'm going to have tonight? A poetry reading. Things, things aren't like they used to be. Yeah, so I'm going to a poetry reading at um, the... Uh, What's it called? Like this is the kind of thing that happens in Toronto. You go into the beast room and say, um, you'd say, What do you want? Make up your mind, I'll be back. You know, like lesbian content. What do you want? Well, I was thinking about getting a make up your mind. I'll be back. What's it called? 401 Richmond. It's a good building. Well, here, here's a soundbite for you. Welcome to Toronto, where being transsexual used to be cool. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I've been in Toronto for 10 years. If you're listening, I don't know. I might know you, but this is one of my favorite podcasts. So it makes me very nervous to be on here. And I've been putting it off for a really long time, but I'm busy. We all are. And now we're here in a bout of unemployment. Oh, yeah. And yeah. No, sorry. Go on. It's okay. No, it's all right. EI rocks. (laughs) That's all I have to say. Is it like your unemployment's like, um, it's, it's like not like self motivated? No, well, like, yes and no. I work in film and it's a slow season. It's people are being really cagey about like handing out jobs to people who don't necessarily have seniority because, you know, there's not as many productions happening right now as there usually is in the summertime. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's also a writer's strike, which don't ask me anything about it. I do not. I haven't read the New York dinner party email yet about it, but it's, Oh, it's great. Uh, Courtney love put out an amazing Instagram video today talking about how she was dumb to read the New Yorker long reads. Mm -hmm. And I am completely, with her on that and uh the dinner party is just like this little email that comes out to you every day written by this hilarious journalist on today's like hot topics you know and articles that are accessible for the readers who dropped out of art school i'm gonna subscribe you should i think i'm oh no i thought i was on the right website but i'm not but um but um was i gonna say wait this is I had another thing I was going to say, but what was the last, like, movie or show that you worked on? Oh, I wonder if I'm allowed to say. It's not out it yet? It was... No, 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 I don't, like... You work on a lot of things, too, that are like, will they ever come out? Oh, really? I will say, yeah, that it was a, it was a collaboration with, like, an up-and-coming British director um, with okay. one of Canada's uh, biggest... LGBTQ icons, a story about their life, well, kind of based off of their life. And it was shot in my hometown, which was super cool because for a month, I just went to like my town pub after every shoot. Oh, wow. Which is, what's your hometown? 
Coburg. Coburg. Ontario. Oh my god! I actually guessed that right. You I did was, well. Like, yeah. Well, like thirty minutes ago, I was um trying to tell like Chelsea asked where you were from, and I was like, I think she's from like Coburg or some shit. Oh my god. Thank you for remembering. That's one of my key personality traits. So <laughs> no, well, I was like, I was like, I know it's like some place like up north in Ontario. But you know like, what? It's not north. Oh. It's southern. It's like on the way to Montreal. It's a little beach town. It's only an hour away, but it's like impossible to get there if you don't drive. Oh, so it's like near like Peterborough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. You got it. All right, actually, where are you like from? Oakville. Oh, I knew that too. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, I was going to say like the fucking like the film industry, like I've already like it just, it's not even hot out. It's like still freezing, but like I'm already getting yeah. like the notices on my door for like filming dates, which is really oh. fucking annoying. Like the, like, um, I guess this happens all over Toronto, but like especially like in the East End, they're during the summer they're constantly fucking filming. Yes, on it's your street too. Exactly. When there, I was yeah. working, yeah, that store I worked at below you, we used to get filming notices that would be like, "Can you please leave your night or your lights on overnight?" Because they were trying to make it look like someone uh, lit up town for like a zombie movie. It's so annoying. Um, yeah, and they're always filming at the Comrade as well. Oh, true. Well, maybe you know, I was curious about, like, there was, like, a, a week or two ago, there's a barbershop near me called, like, Broadview Barber or something. It's, like, an old-timey-looking barber shop. And Are you going to ask me about the guy in the window? Well, 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 not quite. Like, look, I have stuff to say about him, but, like, the, <laughs> um, like, a film crew came into that barbershop, like, two weeks ago and like they completely like redesigned it and made it all like pink and like retro looking and stuff and they put what? a new they put a new sign up and it said like full service haircuts like it looked kind of like 70s or something and then they like they filmed something there for like one day and that was it and then they went back to regular but i was wondering if maybe you oh knew what that was no i couldn't breathe for a second because that place is like the last remnants of the original neighborhood hey yeah. the guy who sits in the window and plays chess by himself he used to wave and smile at us every day when we were like running to get our coffees at all the cafes which now no longer exist on that corner but oh, there was cafes I, there before yeah there was there was a strange cafe called tertulia that sounded very that vibe it was pink lots of neon lights in your neighborhood there was mm neon lights and some palm leaf print happening in there Interesting. um but no i don't know what that is um yeah i don't know but then the other thing i was gonna say about that guy is uh like you think he's like all like charming and like quaint and like a nice old man and all that or, or he or you think he's just creepy um whatever but like but recently like a couple months ago he put up like a poster in the window of that barbershop that was just like it looks like a poster for like a movie it it is technically it's and it's called broadview barber and it's a picture of him standing at the window but like it looks like really professional like it looks like a <laughs> documentary about him right and yeah. so i like googled it whatever and then i found like the vimeo link for this like short documentary about him and his barbershop um, but like the reality is that like, he's like so boring and has nothing to say. And like, 
is just uninteresting and yeah it's just a bad documentary <laughs> like this is really boring no i'm absolutely speechless i want to have a screening no it's we well screening? we could sure but you should check it out it's like really <laughs> it's not good like even if you think it's going to be like bad in a good way it's like not even that it's just like really boring and bad oh no it felt like he had so much wisdom to him but honestly he was rotting away for like the seven years i worked down there in that window so yeah he has nothing to say yeah there's not so much my name is george iliadis uh i'm in business since 1964 uh and uh of course i'm a barber since 90 57 I learned I learned this trade in Greece then in 1960 summer 1960 I went to Germany I used to work there for three years as a barber then in 1963 uh, April the second I arrived in Canada, in Montreal. I stayed there a month and a half. Then from there, I came here with a couple of my friends. And since then, I stay here and I opened my business in 64. And I get married in 1964. <laughs> so I, I have two marriages, <laughs> my business and my wife and uh, you know we had a good marriage we still have a good marriage for 56 years we have uh, two sons anyway um so hey you know what i saw on blog deal the other day what uh baseline it closed there's closing you know, you know what i saw on blog Chia about five minutes before we got on the phone that hold on I'm going to look right now. Toronto bar that suddenly closed resolves landlord dispute and is back open. No fucking way. Fucking way. Fuck. <laughs> you know what? Give it up for the baseline. I was there with Boris. I yeah. didn't say recently, but it was a few months ago. And their sound system, for lack of better terms, is dope. <laughs> yeah, it actually is. Yeah. That's wild. Damn. Yeah. All right. Well, I know. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. Cool. I was kind of into it being close, to be honest. <laughs> well, what did you want there? I don't know. Just like an empty space. Well, I guess I like, no. I, I like, it doesn't matter to me now, but like when I lived across from it, it was really fucking annoying. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot you lived across from it. There was the Nova era. Is that closed now, too? Uh, the Nova Arrow is at Dovercourt, and it is closed, but I lived across from the uh, Egg Smart. Or I lived on top of oh. the Egg Smart. Yep, you were there. Yeah. Wow. I feel like I've known every single spot you've lived in in this town. Name one more, except for where I live now. Oh, uh, wait, maybe well, you, you actually can. You live near the Nova Era. You lived with Callum. You lived with my roommate. Yeah, but that was at the, that was at the Egg Smart. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. In that case, I only know the three. Oh, yeah. It wasn't that long brain. ago either. That was like that was like a year ago. Like before I moved here, I lived with him. Oh, mm -hmm. wow. 
Hey, he's a great how? roommate. He came say downstairs. How? how? Huh? No, nothing. Wait, what did he? Oh, what no. did he do? He came downstairs last night when Megan and I were watching uh, Harry. Well, I was trying to get her to watch Fantastic Beasts, but she hadn't seen the second one, so she was kind of freaking out. She didn't know who Johnny Depp's character was. So we were watching all these little cutscenes from the movie, and he comes downstairs, and he's like, "Oh, I'll do a little Fantastic Beasts now and then," which is like, I trust someone. Is that a good who... movie? Yes. Yes, they're a little blue toned and they're a little silly at times. And I'm not one for like Eddie Redmayne's lips. That was something Callan and I talked about, but okay. they're engrossing. Their attention. I don't even know what really. It's like Harry Potter. What is it? Yeah, Harry Potter adjacent. You got Dumbledore. You got Grindelwald. I mean, they're all like you don't have the Potters really in it. But Jude Law plays Dumbledore in the third one. Wait, I think he plays Dumbledore in the second one too, but I don't really remember that but much. But are, are they like in um, Hogwarts or? They are in the Wizarding World for sure. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that much I know. Very cool. And then, so what was Callan like? What else did he do? He was going to smoke a joint and watch Survivor. No way. That's crazy. Yeah. It's sick. It's so sick. sick. Yeah, he had an ish. He'd accidentally couldn't fall asleep until 6 a.m. the night before. So he was riding it out wow. to see, you know, to try for 2 a.m. Yeah, it happens to the best of us. Mm. He also talked to me this morning. He saw a really nice quail at a boutique pet shop in the East End. Okay. And now he wants a quail as a pet. Right. Which, a quail? I'm not really good with animals. That's like a, what is that, a fish? or? <laughs> well, I... <laughs> okay, and I thought... I oh, it's a bird. It's a bird. bird it's a bird. I thought it was a baby emu, so I'm not any better than you. No, I don't know but... about birds. That's something I'm very open about. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Like, all of my, like, um, widowed aunts had birds. You know, like, it really says a lot about someone. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm looking at it. It looks nice, but but um wait, I wanted to ask a question, one more question about Callan and then we're going to get to the photo. Yeah. Unless you have anything else you wanted to say about anything before no, my last question about Callan. I'd love to hear your last question about Callan. Hi Callan. Hi Callan. And the question is um where's he working now? Oh my god, he's working at Oh, okay. And he's I knew that. also I knew that. like, yeah, he's also like working as in like, you know, like, uh, like I'm working by myself, you know, when you're at home working on your personal projects at Paraminar. Does that girl still work there? That's like kind of mean for no reason, but is like chill in other ways. Do you know who I'm talking about? Of course she does. I went to Mexico with her. Oh, you went to Mexico with her? Yeah, I went to Mexico with Melina. She uh, is not working there currently. She's on some, like, I'm getting out for the winter tour. Uh, yeah. But she will have to be working there because, uh, yeah, I, I know what she's been up to recently. And it's spending a lot of cash. On what? Living her best life. I don't know. She went to some, when we were in Mexico, she's 
stopped into some hair salon because it looked really fancy. It turns out that it was Shakira's hairdresser who was wow. talking to her because she kind of has Shakira-esque, same texture of hair, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we made Shakira look this good. We saved her hair. We can save your hair too. Her hair's great, but you know, she wanted a little something. So okay. she she's into that lifestyle. Cool. And she is... I don't know. She's my best. She's my rock. I miss her. Oh. I will go visit her every Wednesday at Paminar. Mine you're so close. Yeah, we met under a bridge. I think when that happens, you know, like it just it really brings two people together. The under the bridge thing? Yeah. Was it like one of those like uh, rave things? Yes, it was. I was trying to find the rave. It was at the Dawn Valley, and I was walking around in six-inch platform heels through the Riverside Park Forest, which is so scary, come to think of, at Mm. night. Mm -hmm. I saw people in the woods, and I'm just walking past them with my iPod, or my my iPod, my iPhone flashlight out, Mm -hmm. like, strutting through the woods. I'm screaming at people on the um, blower bridge, going, does anyone know where the rave is? It took me an hour and a half to find and then i see melina in a black hoodie figure of the night walking around down the dvp and i was like this person knows where the rape is like you immediately clocked her as like paminar no no oh you know what's funny i found out she was paminar afterwards because after the rave i was like kind of on my own journey i was walking home very solemn through the dark woods again by myself and she came out figure of the night and asked me if i was okay and needed someone to walk with me which yes i did mm-hmm. and uh i took her to paminar to drop off her bike or pick up her bike on my way home which was really nice hey i got a question for you okay. have you tried that robot coffee you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I've tried it. How is it? It was all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was all right. Okay. <laughs> I think I, like, did that, like, I don't even, I think I was, like, alone. I didn't even, like, take a video or anything. I was like, fuck, I gotta fucking do this eventually. <laughs> I thought about doing it, you know what, like, desperate moments walking home from some establishment down on college like let's say houndstooth yeah. you know it's like too short of a distance to ttc but a little too long to walk and you walk past the the rc coffee station and you're like oh yeah i did it time? at that one on uh college yeah 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 good to um, know there's one there's another one uh fucking i don't even know there is another one somewhere that i've seen though well i'm thinking about it because there's one right beside little pebbles Oh, oh, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, there yeah. is, actually, there is. Home of the Square Croissant. Home of the Square Croissant, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised Little Pebbles is still there. That strip is a bit mysterious. I mean, I live right near Kensington, and I always forget that there are businesses and establishments past Blackbird. Blackbird, Blackbird. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know where that I is agree. now. yeah. Yeah, there used to be the yeah. well. It doesn't matter. There used to be a good crepe place over there that I liked years ago. Really? Yeah. What was it called? Uh, it was called like Millie Crepery. Do you know what oh, I'm about? yes, I do. It was kind of like it was kind of like um like it was like open for a long time. Like by the end, it was like, what the fuck is that? Why would I go there? But I remember like when it first opened in like twenty like twelve or something, and it was like there wasn't really like places like that, and it was kind of I thought it was cool. <laughs> 
Yes. I, okay, you know, it's funny. Speaking of crepes, I'm scarred by crepes because in 2012, when I first moved here, which was like, I moved right across from um, OCAD mm-hmm. on to Darcy Street, where everyone lived at the time, mm-hmm. um, in a basement with this 50 year old woman who would busk at Young and Dundas. Anyways, besides the point, my mom moved me in, and my mom is like small town culprit woman, you know? Mm-hmm. And I didn't know where to go for food around there and so I took her to a crepery okay. and I swear it was called like art crepe like oh, it was just bound wait, to be a disaster isn't that, isn't that in the uh, Grange not in the Grange but it used to be right beside where the village idiot is which is now something they art changed crepe. the wording of that oh yeah they did but oh yeah, and yeah. I, what you're talking about sounds really really familiar Right. And it was like, what's the word I'm looking for? Funky. Like it was yeah. like funky on the inside. And uh, I don't know. so but, familiar. Yeah. Yeah. My mom was not impressed. Let's just say that. Like she's like a, a mashed potato. She is a mashed potato, like <laughs> living, walking. And she was like, what the fuck is this shit? Like audibly in front of the wait staff. So that was just like, a ba- I'm, I'm scared funny. of crepes now. Yeah. Crepes are good, but, but, um, they should be like, they should stay simple. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. What's the best kind? I grew up eating crepes with uh nutella in them or rose hip jam oh you grew up eating rose hip jam yeah i did okay (laughs) okay have you ever had that have you ever had that no i mean i want to say yes but no no it's well it's actually like a croatian thing oh oh, yeah it's not even it's like like if you saw it, it's like not even um it's like cheap as hell. Like you get like the biggest thing of it for like three bucks at like Starsky or something. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I would try I would I'm absolutely open to trying it. It sounds delicious. But it it's was just different. It's kind of it's not a it's not um it's not even like jam, it's more like jelly. It's like thick. It's really thick. Mm. It's all about the texture, isn't it? Yeah. But it's yeah. good it's good in a crepe. Mm, okay, you know what would be really good in a crepe? I'm willing to try. Um, do you have you ever had the blueberry jam from Emma's Country Kitchen? No. It's in a league of its own. I took some home recently and I think that would be really Where nice. is that? I've heard of that place, but I don't know where it is. Where is that? St. Clair. It's oh, all okay. the good stuff is up in the village of St. Clair. Crazy. I know. I really like that place on St. Clair that's called like K cafe or something and it just like the letter k is just like all over do you know what i'm talking about <laughs> no <laughs> i can find it k <laughs> no you definitely no no no. like when i when you see a picture of this you're gonna know exactly what i'm talking about oh it's called crave oh crave coffee yeah but crave with a k and then like the outside of the building is just like the letter k is like fucking everywhere I know exactly what you, and strong branding the big stamps on the cups. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. They're like obsessed I, with the letter K. And they are laptopping in there. Are you looking oh, at really? the Google images right now? Yeah. I'm I counting am. at least eleven <laughs> laptops in that cafe. There's K's everywhere. You're not kidding. 
Yeah. There's even a big K, like a big ass yellow K on the wall inside. Did you see that? Um, yet? I have that picture open right now. Yeah. That is useless. Yeah. And their pour over station. You can see the picture right underneath it. That have looks like been a there? stock image. You know what? I've heard the coffee is really good, so we should shut up. Yeah, it's actually kind of looking good. Oh, did it burn down? Cafe. <gasps> did it? This on City News. Hold on. It didn't burn down recently, but something about Cafe forced to close after a flood, then fire, days apart. Oh, oh, but it's open currently. It's so open currently. I'm looking at the year. I shouldn't be false reporting. It has a pretty good um, 4.6 stars on Google, which is pretty good. I think we trust them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we love you, Crave Coffee. But they actually suck, though, because I have been there. And um, the people that work there were like fucking losers. <laughs> were, f- <laughs> were they like, um, okay, on the scale of like early bird? <laughs> remember early oh, bird? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To like um, Tim Hortons in terms of pretentiousness, where were they on the scale? It's not even that they were like pretentious, but it was more like, like, I remember they were like, Oh, like, I think they had just opened or something. This is, like, why this place stuck with me, because they were like, oh, yeah, and by the way, like, don't forget to, like, come back, like, any, like, sometime at night, because, like, we also serve alcohol, and, like, we're a bar, and you could just, like, kick it, like, here at night. <laughs> and I was like, okay, like, okay. <laughs> oh, anyone here tells me that I can kick it in their space? But what was weird about it is, like, they were being overly, like like um pushy and like happy but like i could tell that the employee was not like the owner like it was just like an employee so that's what made it weird oh so the owner was standing behind the fake mirror behind them yeah like i don't know what was going on or or this girl was like really really hyped on like her new job as a barista at this place or something i don't know what it was potentially giving daughter of the owner my tuition relies on this <laughs> so yeah. Okay. So okay. no shout out to them. Too bad. I'm sorry to hear that. Okay, we're gonna get to the photo. Oh, David, the photo is really disturbing, and oh, I it came to me like a sign from above. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so I was cleaning out some old art bins um and i came across it is a printout like a walmart photo printout um of an extremely blurry digital point and shoot flash photo of two bare boobs there is like a classic nipple ring on the left one and underneath the left boob it says in like a almost slightly gothic serif small caps font happy valentine's day And then when you turn the photo around, in my writing, in glitter gel pen, there is an entire taste of China. And I looked this up to see what restaurant it was, because by the numbers, taste of China delivery order. The taste of China is a restaurant? Yeah. Wait, it's a handwritten delivery order? Yeah. So it's almost, I'm assuming what I did was took the photo while I was like on the phone or trying to make up an order and wrote the entire order on the back of this photo for some reason. It's a Polaroid. 
it's yeah it's like a four by six <laughs> it's like someone went and actually got this printed it's not my picture oh oh you just like happened upon it at some point yeah it's a found photograph where'd you find and it and i can tell you okay well it's a bit of a story and it's a, a, a great tale are you ready for this mm -hmm. So back in, I don't know, the year of 2016, no, 2014, 2014, I was living at a house on Queen with like five other like art students who were all eating like peanut butter for dinner and like experimenting with their sexuality. Okay. Um, I'm sure you had been at that house. Maybe we were throwing like house themed house parties. Like we had an opulence themed party and printed out black and white bear rugs on the large format printer and like threw gems on the floor for everyone to step on. Okay. I wasn't that there. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe <laughs> where on queen right above where the, Oh my God, it was an A&W Hero Burger at Queen and Palmerston. Oh, okay. Cool. Yes. So it was above a at the time it was a pizzeria, Enzo's Pizzeria, and they would play that Disclosure album front to back all day. No <laughs> break in music, and I could hear it through my floor. Wait, and wait. Oh, Enzo's Pizzeria? That's what was there? Yes. Interesting. Yes. I don't remember yes. that. Well, it was, it's a strange spot. It's, you know, short-lived, that location, but the pizza smelled great, and I'm not sick of that album yet. <laughs> Anyways, um, what had happened is we decided to move out of that house, and we all agreed later on we shouldn't have, mm. um, but I had no choice. Was it, like, a nice place, like, aside from, like, people's junk? You know what? It wasn't bad. Yeah. It really wasn't bad. There wasn't a living room. There were five of us. And the rent was like five seventy five, like it was cheap. It was good. I lived with good friends. Did you know all the people before you moved in? Yeah, I did, nice. and you know, all great people. Nice. Love them to death, still. Yeah, so we really screwed up, and what had happened was. I was working full-time managing the, oh my God, kind exchange on Queen West. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you remember? I do. I was 19. I shouldn't have been running that place. It was a completely legal operation. It had, like, carpet, operation. right? Did it? Um, I don't know. I thought so. Oh, the one on Queen. There were two on Queen West. The one near the old Gap. I'm thinking of the carpet. one on Spadina, or near Spadina. Yeah, you remember yeah. that one had carpet, and I remember sitting on it for the staff meeting, e eating pizza. <laughs> Wait, why was it illegal? Uh, um, they weren't paying us vacation pay, and they were also like donating, quote unquote, to like the Canadian Cancer Society. But like, were they donating to the Canadian Cancer Society? Right. I don't know. Yeah, so huh. I was managing that spot, and we all decided to move out, but I didn't. This is not an excuse I found out later in life. It's but I was working too hard to find a place. <laughs> right, right. Sure. I was running the joint. I was working too much. I was like, someone else can find me a place. So um my friend Peter was like, Well, it's just you and me now. We clearly can't afford to live alone. Um, and we were we had to move in like the week. And he was like, I found somewhere, it's a sublet from this guy, and we can go over and view it today. And maybe you had been at this house and tell me if you remember it. Mm -hmm. We walked in and it's right north of Fiesta Farms on Christian Bloor. Yeah, I'd been and there. I've been there. Yes, you have been there. The home of Button Boy. Uh, he Wait, that buttons. rings a bell, kind of. 
yeah we'll get there okay so i walk and we walk in the back and immediately it was like kensington market like solstice festival vibes like this guy is out here in the fedora he wasn't grilling he was burning stuff on like a makeshift fire pit it was the backyard and there was like um car seats had been ripped out of a car and turned into like a bench and him and his girlfriend were just vibing out burning shit <laughs> on this this fire pit wait is this your potential like new roommate or is this the guy that's gonna like be your landlord this is the guy who we were subletting from okay, okay. who was going on a cross-country journey with his girlfriend who he was bound to marry okay and so he's showing us around he was basically like you can do whatever you want with this place like you know i don't care like it's all yours i'm gonna leave some of my stuff behind but like just take it off my hands right and we needed somewhere so we didn't really have a choice right um so he was also known as the punk magician okay. and as soon as we moved in we found like a three-foot stack of fedoras <laughs> um we found all of this magic stuff we found out that they were nymphomaniacs because there were mirrors in almost every room right and we also found out that he was on multiple episodes of Come Dine With Me Canada, and he was essentially booted off because of how scary the house was. What what happens in that show? Um, people like go over to people's houses for dinner. Oh, and sounds um, good. Yeah, it's like, you know, they review the dinner party. They give them like a dessert and a drink and the main course and whatever. And what was this guy's yeah, they name? They other dinner parties. Oh, God. His name was Dylan. 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 Uh, okay. Hey, how you doing, David? Nice to hear from you. It's uh, the old Dylan Studebaker yeah. button boy with the mug guy. Yeah. Um, having a good day? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, working and business is picking up not only because uh, the COVID phony Bologna was oval. Uh, but because uh, it's that time of year when people are starting to get here up for the summer and uh, so on and so forth, you know? Yep. What uh, what kind of mug did you just make just now? Oh, just now? It was actually, well, I, I hate to say my customers are annoying because they're my bread and butter and you've got to value them like gold, but uh, one fellow called me up and he was like, can you make something for me in 20 minutes? And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. World's best boss. Kind of a joke because the guy was not a good boss. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, just went online and I, uh, I took off the, uh, world's best boss from the office and, uh, whipped it off for me. He was really appreciative and thankful. Bunch of gamers. Oh, they, they play video games for a very t typical Toronto job. Yeah. I mean, a typical cool Toronto job. There's lots of uncool ones, but how come uh, they wanted it? But oh, they wanted it like for, to give to their boss or something. Yeah. He was leaving and it was I like a, a goodbye gift. Very nice. Are they are they like gamers as a profession? Yeah, I guess they uh, they play video games or they you know they go to Comic Con and uh, uh, they see. organize you know kind of they don't play the games they support other people who do. I I didn't get into it too much, but yeah, yeah. Uh, they don't work at Subway. So punk magician also makes buttons. You've probably seen his buttons on the board in front of uh, yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I remember those buttons. Board. Oh, yeah. One for every political uh, value. You know, yeah. Describe. Button boy is about expressing yourself. You know, I might not agree with what you have to say, but I'll fight to the death for your 
right to say it. Free speech. Dude, this guy, is, he looks like familiar, kind of. He might be around. Uh, I was always kind of like Mr. T, you know? I looked tough. I, I had a, a, an alternative persona, but I never swore. I was clean. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I, I wasn't like the punk rock magician who uh, wants to sleep on your floor after I do the gig and be paid cash because I'm not going to do my taxes. You know? Uh, so, yeah. I feel like this guy is around. Oh, don't say that. His multiple posts about the inflation prices of chicken. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the Button Boy origin story. All right, that works. Uh, well, I, I was uh, actually it started off with the G7. I think back in 1988, 87 or something. I don't know. Oh damn! I, I snuck into the G7. I you know, leather jacket studs all over it, uh, big blonde mohawk. Yeah. And uh, uh, suddenly the, uh, you know, the uh, reporters all came over because uh, Savage, I think, was the guy's name at the time. Was that it? Uh, uh, you know, he was like, hey, what are you doing? He assumed I was like a son of a delegate or something. I was just, I, I just, I just snuck in the back door because they had free orange juice and, and pretzels. And uh, the, the reporters all ching, 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 took pictures of me because I was a punk rocker with, you know, the mayor of Halifax. This is like way before 9-11. Like they had no security. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, they, they asked me my name was, and I saw this old car drive by. I didn't know what it was, but the name Studebaker came mm -hmm. to mind. So they, I said, Dylan, uh, I didn't want to give my real name. So I said, Dylan Studebaker. And then on the front page of the newspaper, the next day, it was like, Punk meets mayor at G7, Dylan Studebaker, the magician. <laughs> That's a really good fake last name. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, uh, yeah, actually, numerology, numerologically, it's not, uh, I got the idea from Ford because I like Star Wars and, you know, Harrison Ford. Who's named after a car? It's easy to remember. Mm. And Studebaker was actually Studebaker was known to be a lemon. He has he has a child now, okay. and I did see him at the Dollarama. And you know what? The child was rocking out in the coolest like buggy I've ever seen. So I can't <laughs> say much. Wait, he had like a, he, he brought his own buggy. Like he brought like the child was in this little like it was kind of like a stroller but it was a stroller wagon hybrid and it had this um like canopy on it like you know this it looked like a leaf like something from bug's life i i i, I pursued uh, uh a magic career as the punk magician that was my thing yeah and uh they had the biggest festival in north america at the time which was called the halifax busker festival mm. and i met this uh what was his name? Um, Lauren Moss, the magician. Okay. And I walked up to him and I said, Hey, I'm a magician too. And he was kind of a shankster. I actually talked to him still to this day. And he looked through my gear and he said, what do you do? And he's all oh, buy that off. You all buy that off. Your magic gear was hard to get back then. And I was poor. So I sold him some of the side. He got oh, that shit. You don't want that. I'll give you 10 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I took some of my best stuff. And I said, uh, well, I, I really want to learn how to be a better magician, you know, because back then there was no internet. Uh, 
and people were very guarded about their secrets. Yeah. And he said, yeah, sure. Come on the road with me, kid. We'll do a tour of Canada. I was like, really? I'm like, when are you leaving? He's like 20 minutes. So I ran home and just threw dirty clothes in a bag. I didn't have time to pack just a duffel bag. And I grabbed my magic gear and we went all across Canada and, uh, halfway through the trip, I didn't do any shows. He, he let me juggle fire to, to help get the crowds. And, uh, I said, look, you're not really teaching me anything. And he goes, well, kid, I kind of, I'll tell you the truth. I'm not really a magic teacher, but just go in the street and put your hat down and, and start showing people tricks. And every once in a while, point at the hat, put your hat down and say, remember the hat. And that's how it all started. Wait, how's that so, work? Like, what, well, what's, I mean, what's you know, trick? You do, well, you do, you know, you do like a card trick, find the card or, you know, multiplying balls or, okay, gotcha, you know, gotcha. And then, you know, when the person goes, Hey, that was pretty good. You go remember the hat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's just, a, you know, so that's how I got to start. And I, and now at this time he, he ditched me in Vancouver. So yeah, this was one of the stray objects he left hanging around the house. Um, there were lots of interesting objects and somehow I ended up keeping this one. Right. Yeah. So this photo, it's like a woman's breasts and there's a nipple piercing. So he said, yeah. And you know what, now that I'm looking at it, like she definitely went on Microsoft paint and cropped out whatever background there was. It's just like two arms and her like sticking out her chest and then happy Valentine's day and small caps, Gothic font, like perfectly curved around the under boob. Oh, like the text is like, uh, not in a straight line. It's like in an arch. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's pretty impressive. I mean, maybe that's like a word art thing. I don't know how you'd accomplish that on Microsoft paint, but. And the text is black. It's black. It's black. And I will say the picture has a really weak contrast. I think she could have turned the contrast up oh. a little bit or who, whomever made the image. Who knows? And can you see any of her? Can you see any of her hair? No, you can't see anything. So I actually don't know who this is. I can't assume. But, you know, there was a long term partner involved at the time. And uh, I'm happy to explain to you what happened later okay. on because there was some good drama Wait, what do you mean what happened with uh, what with the punk magician so i had to do three shows a month to pay for my rent and i was performing twice a week mm. so i was actually i actually was doing pretty good and uh you know there were thin points and there were thick points or you know ups and downs just like being an actor and uh somebody said one of my friends brand matthews the, the fire guy I told you about him. Mm -hmm. He says, uh, Hey, there's this entrepreneurial scholarship thing. And I don't know. I, I can't remember right now. So long ago, whether he wasn't uneligible for some reason because of his income or because of his age. Um, no, it was because he was white. <laughs> this is around affirmative action. Okay. And he goes, you can try to get into class if you want. And I, I, I bullied my way in. Uh, because they didn't, they were like, oh, well, we're only accepting so many white people. And, you know, it wasn't white people. It was, uh, you're, you're not a visual minority, is what they said. Right, right. And I was like, uh, Mohawk? Tattoos? Huh? Visual minority? Yeah. I just trying to use anything I could because they paid you like $400 a week. What were the, like what were the classes for? 
an entrepreneurship. Like, okay. Build your okay. business. Yeah, yeah. And you know, tell you the honest truth, I just wanted the money, and uh, and I, I just, I, I just, I, I don't know. I called her supervisor. I complained to the city. I just made a big deal about why I couldn't get in because I wasn't a visual minority, and they let me in, like reluctant. Yeah. But uh, but I, I actually learned quite a bit, and um, they didn't like the magic idea. So I had a button machine, and I thought I'll start a button business. You know, I really don't know anything about buttons, so, you know, it makes sense. I, I'm already a magician, and I already know quite a bit about it. Why not take the class to learn how to run a business with something I'm not familiar with? Where'd you get the button machine from? Well, that's kind of another story. Uh, when I was, let's see, 22, I think, I was living in Montreal, poor. Poor as hell. We were poor, man. Mm. I remember what, we were so poor, I remember my friend found a bag of rice on the street, and he was like, do you want to eat it? And I'm like, I don't know. It's found in the street. And he was like, but it's unopened. And I'm like, we were so poor. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had, this was, I mean, this was a long time ago. And uh, I, uh, I, I had never met my father. And I went down to New York to find my father because my whole family didn't like him. They said, oh, he's a bad guy. And I was old enough to decide, hey, you know what? I'll decide whether he's a bad guy. You know? Yeah. I'll decide. Yeah. He's my father. Yeah. Anyways, I went down there and I found out he had passed away. I'm telling you the short version because we don't have all day. And uh, I contacted his family. And uh, he, it turns out he had had left an inheritance for his children. And they thought I was down there to get some of the inheritance. Oh. I know. I was just, it just happened to be that he had just died. Yeah. So that was huh. sad. But uh, they bought me off with, uh, I think, I don't know, a couple thousand bucks. These are your siblings. Well, whoever had the power of attorney, I, you know, yeah. I was, I was young, I was stupid. They just, you know, I was talking to someone on the phone. They called me and said, Hey, uh, you're the son of, you know, uh, you know, drop by this office and show us your ID and we'll cut you a check for 2000 bucks American. I was like, that was more money than I'd ever seen in my life. Yeah. I think he's reliving his past. Um, he really is because I know he was catfishing young women on Tinder with this, uh, this fo these photos. Like recently? And they're a bit old. Well, when I, when I lived with him, because, um, the second half of the story is that he, he broke the sublet and tried to sneak back in to living with us. Oh, yeah. what happened to the girlfriend? Well, she broke up with him right. and I don't really know much, but he was in a bit of a, a sadness about him. Like when he came, he it. came back suddenly. Yeah, he did. And we found out, um, because he had a menagerie of pets, right? He had like a little dog running around. He had reptiles and he had hermit crabs and we showed up one day home and the back door had been opened and there was a tank full of probably about 12 hermit crabs Shit. in our living room. Mm -hmm. And you know what happened after that is he had a secret room and I'll get to it in a minute. You can see the secret room on his Instagram. It's, it's a bit much. So how long did you live with him when he like came back? Probably about a month. 
Um, it was just like constant fighting and they were also trying to sell the property. He walked into his secret room, but we had found the secret room too. It was like behind like a wall in the backyard. It was so scary. And what? James had moved into, yeah, it was too much. James had moved into it. It was a basement room that was kind of like a cellar vibe. Um, but he had nowhere to go. We were like, come live in the basement. Who's and James? One day he was in the James is uh, my dear friend. Oh, yeah, James Wiley. James Wiley. So I, I went out and I bought a, made a bunch of buttons. I put them in a backgammon case. So I started selling them at, at the bar. Mm-hmm. And I uh, did really poorly. And this other guy, this punker, came up to me and goes, Dylan, your buttons suck. <laughs> and I'm like, that's why you're not selling any. I'm like, well, yeah, and he, he, he goes, uh, I got this magazine for you. He pulls it out of his back pocket, and he throws it down the table, and it's like Ska Punk Rock Magazine from England. I don't even remember what it's called. And it had examples of all the buttons they sold. Mm. And you didn't even have to resize them. I cut them out with glue and scissors and glued them on a piece of paper and photocopied them and made those buttons from the catalog. And suddenly... I was selling like wildfire. Oh, damn. That's a good idea. Did you ever, like, uh, get a cease and desist from, like, the British ska community or something? <laughs> oh, no. I mean, this was 30 years ago. Most of it was pretty benign stuff, like two-tone buttons, I love ska, stuff like that. You yeah, know? yeah, that makes sense. It wasn't really... This is pre-Photoshop. Yeah, it, Photoshop, I think, might have existed. I, I didn't even know about it if it did. Yeah. Photoshop changed my life. I'm assuming he just left it out for the world to see because he was a bit of a freak. Like he, the stuff was everywhere when we moved back in, right? Uh-huh. So I'm sure I just found this and I'm sure it was like on our, our table at some point to show people and be like, check this out, haha. Right. And I think I was just stoned all the time to deal with the trauma of living in that house because it was such a strange scenario. So I think I like tried to order a taste of China one night and just didn't have paper nearby. and was like, okay, this will do. Uh, God, who's that black chick? She's very popular. Uh, she got in trouble for not doing her taxes. Uh, uh, she's Canadian? House. No, it's American. Miss Howe, Miss House. Uh, oh, no idea. Uh, I think she does... I think she does that song, uh, all the ladies, all the ladies. I don't oh, know. uh, uh, Beyonce. I don't know. No. God, oh, oh, know. oh, oh, like Hill, Shakira. Hill, Hill, Miss Hill. Oh, oh, Faith, Faith Hill, maybe or something. Hill, yeah, Lauren, Hill. Lauren, Lauren Hill. Hill, Lauren Hill. She called me up and, um, I, when I hung up the phone, my staff were like, you were talking to that girl. Oh my God. Yeah. And, uh, I asked her, I said, why, why don't you have your staff call me? I mean, you're, you're famous. And she goes, I don't trust them. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but apparently she'd gotten in pro- problems with uh, doing her taxes or something. And she was being very hands-on with her business. Or, or maybe she just wanted to call. I don't know. I don't want to put words in her mouth. I don't remember exactly what she said, but yeah. maybe it was one of my staff that said that. Like, oh, because she doesn't trust her trust. You know, I don't want to, you know. Wait, so she wanted some buttons? Oh, yeah. She offered to fly me to Africa to drop them off because she was doing some kind of African tour, uh, something about, like, educating young women and stuff, which was hot, uh, like, three or four years ago. Yeah. What were the the buttons? I think it was a campaign. 
Yeah, she wanted to fly me to Africa. What were on the the uh, buttons? What were on them? Oh, uh, weird stuff, actually. Uh, Very uh, culturally uh, appropriate African stuff to people wearing traditional African gear and pictures of lions and stuff. But, you know, with a twist, like some of them had psychedelic backgrounds. Hmm. She ordered a lot of them, too. Crazy. 20,000 on a couple different occasions. Interesting. Yeah. Can't remember her name. I think it's Hill. Lauren Hill. I, Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill. That's it. Yeah. 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 I couldn't, I couldn't remember her name. So I'm from the email. I just said, Miss Hill, Miss Hill. Yeah, yeah. And she thanks me. She says, I, I appreciate that you calling me Miss Hill. I don't like people calling you by my first name or something like that. Oh, that's nice. Huh. Yeah. I was just lucky. I didn't know that. Yeah. I did but I mean, hey, you know what? I mean, when you're doing when you're name dropping, I think it's you know it's always more impressive to say, hey, I did magic for Cher and Forrest Whitaker and the president of Singapore and stuff like this, rather than I made buttons for the mayor of Toronto. I mean, wow, it's a lot of buttons. Yeah. So when I was living there, Peter had actually gone away to Japan and left me there with him for the month that he was like sobbing in the basement. And one night he called me down and asked if I wanted to smoke some hash. And I was like, um, I guess so. And so I went downstairs into the scary room. This is after James had moved out and he's sitting on the mattress crying and he goes, we smoke a bit of hash. Oh my God. And he goes, I got something that will cheer you up and starts playing, um, Bart Baker videos for me. What's that? Do you remember Bart Baker? Bart Baker was like the original, like, um, just look it up to kind of like Bart Baker. Oh, the man who sold himself to China. I don't know. He made the original like music video parodies. Oh, okay. Yeah. He did like, you know, it was like California Boys and it was um all these silly ones. I remember that one specifically because it was like old decrepit men. It was kind of funny. Okay. Um, but he sat there and made me watch them all while he talked to me about how he had just joined Tinder and he was catfishing hardcore. He was going, What do you think of this girl? What do you think of that girl? And they were all in their young twenties. This man's in late forties zone. Yeah. And you know, I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, I don't know what to say. Like, I live in this guy's house. I've just smoked hash with him. Like, I can't disagree. Yeah. But something was off. Something was off. And so he's he's flipping around, swiping left and right, whatever. Um, fast forward to a couple weeks later, I'm getting ready to go out somewhere. And I hear a young woman giggling in just outside my door. So I open the door and I walk out and I find this young woman laying on my dining room floor, him standing there with no pants on, just like a big T-shirt, but not big enough to cover his ass, Mm -hmm. laying hermit crabs on her bare stomach. Oh, yeah. Okay. And what is like the expression on her face like? Um, she's like laughing, like, oh my God, this is crazy. But like also kind of enjoying herself. And instead of like being nervous or like weirded out by the fact that I'm seeing this, this is also like 8 PM on a weekday. Yeah. Um, he asked if I wanted a a piece of toast. (laughs) And you had one or no? 
I don't remember, but I remember standing there for an abnormally long time. Like, I'm wondering what the fuck I did. We all know that uh, there's nothing. Punk rock girls are uh, high on the commodity list. Because mm-hmm. there's, you know, 20 punk rock guys for every punk rock girl. Probably the same for emos and goths. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, who who hasn't been to a party back in the day where it's like, holy cow, did she sleep with everyone here? Well, there really only one to twenty of them, so true. You know, it was there was a lot of nepotism and a lot of uh, what do you not nepotism, uh, incestuousness going on in mm-hmm. that scene. But that's why a lot of punk rock girls fuck preppy chicks, right? You know, they fuck the preppies, but they went to the graveyard to drink with their punk rock friends. Yeah, damn. Anyway, the pepper chicks were, were crazier in bed anyway, for some reason. I don't know why. Better than the the um, punk chicks? Yeah, yeah. Because the punk chicks kept all their, 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 their yahoos out in their, their punk life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the pepper chicks were all repressed. Right. That is hotter. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. We all had to do what we had to do. I mean,. No one wants to be alone, and everyone wanted a girl on their arm. So, yep. So, hey, well, David, great interview. One time, he had hired suicide girls, like the trademark. Oh yeah, girls to okay. the house for an evening. Um, How many with friends? Probably about three of them. Okay. They did a backyard barbecue over the makeshift fire pit, and I'm not joking when they said. Like when I say that they were drinking Fago out of the two liter bottles. Damn. Like they came from like Florida or some shit? They, well, I'm pretty sure you could get them at that corner store. You can get them from around. No, no, I mean, I mean the girls. Oh, no, they're local. I'm sure if you go on Vampire Freaks or something or did at the time, you know, there's, they've got outposts everywhere. Fair enough, fair enough. (laughs) I'm certain there's a whole online community for But they it. looked like they look like what I'm imagining. Oh. Yeah, colored yeah. hair, big boobs, yeah, etc. Yeah. yeah, and um the next morning I woke up and I found human shit smeared on the bathroom wall. No way. Way. You think that was the yeah. suicide girls? <laughs> I hope so. That makes me feel a bit better about having to clean it up. You cleaned it? Yeah, I did. If you go read the Come Dine With Me plot line, uh, it actually talks about how one of the guests was um, like a neat freak and had to leave the house because of how disgusting it was. Oh, man. Well, we used to go to the Bistro 422. Oh, yeah. Dance Cave, uh, Sneaky D's. Rancho Relaxo. Oh, yeah. Uh, of course, the Bovine Sex Club was on the list. And then we all had a plethora of our own little dive bars that we preferred because, I mean, things things aren't like they used to be. You know, we used to go down the bistro. Wings were nine cents each. Oh, crazy. Yeah, for five dollars, you could get like 50 wings. Um, that like, uh, do you know, like those guys that own that place... Um, isn't there something up with them? What, the Vistro? Uh, I mean, yeah. the 422? Yeah, yeah. Uh, probably. I heard that uh, they were, like, all in a relationship with one another. Like, those, like, four guys. They all have, like, bald heads. 
Well, uh, there's Matt. Yeah. Uh, and Burger. And uh, I don't know if they were in a relation. I never saw it. Oh, maybe I'm. I, I, I feel like somebody told me that once, but that was like years ago. And I might have like. a rumor. Yeah, it kind of sounds like a rumor. I think uh, most of the staff was gay. There's another guy, Mike. I don't think he was gay, but Burger was. That's for sure. He used, to, he used to do the bad drag queen thing, you know, like where you just wear a dress and you got hairy legs and a beard. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a great he was bar, hilarious. Though. I love that bar. He was hilarious. He was great. I loved him. He was he was your typical, like, this is the kind of thing that happens in Toronto. You go into the bistro and you'd say, um, you'd say, what do you want? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd say, you know, what kind of beard? Make up your mind. I'll be back. Uh, and then he'd come back. What do you want? Well, I was thinking about getting a make up your mind. I'll be back. And then, you know, the third time around, you'd be like, she's, what do you want? I'll have a blonde draft beer and some wings. Coming right up. <laughs> we were at Bar Pompettes. And I'm going to say right now, disgusting. What, the bar? Oh, the restaurant. Oh, I guess it was a restaurant, actually. Yeah, I don't fucking know. I, I got to move out of the fucking East End. No, about. you got to you got to get out of there. But let me tell you, ooh, they served us oysters on a, like a bed of like what looks like hot rocks. And the oysters had bechamel sauce in oh, the middle. That's weird. Where's that place on Ossington? <laughs> oh, college. It's all oh. in college these days. Oh, is it like it used to be the um, the. Uh, Something with a W. Uh, uh, right across from Cafe Dip. Oh, it used to be called that that place. It used to be called. Um, oh my God! The the cool uh, not Weldon Park. No, like what Waverly? What was it called? Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. The wall. Oh, the Walton. The Walton. Oh, Walton. The 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 Walton. 